Welcome to Leadership Conversations with Josh Reich and Casey Sees. We have the conversations leaders want to have so they can win at leadership. Now, on to our show. Welcome back to another episode of Leadership Conversations. I'm Casey Cease, along with my good friend and co-host, Josh Reich. Josh, how are you all doing in Arizona? Uh, well, probably not as good as you since you're sitting there on vacation. Yeah. Well, it's a work trip. I took a work trip to the beach. We decided <laughs> we're going to be quarantined. Yeah, we're going to go because there's some pretty cool deals on uh, condos in Galveston. No, hey, like I'm at sense, Miami man. or something. But yeah. I would. I mean... If you're going to be quarantined, you might as well be quarantined next to the ocean. That's well, it. We're, yeah, we're, ocean. well, it's, it's an ocean, but it's, it's not. Golf. Yeah, it's a golf. It's a golf, <laughs> but it, it mimics but a, an ocean. With little tiny waves, right? Isn't it a little tiny yeah. waves? Yeah, the waves wave. are not, not, if they're big waves, that means a hurricane's about to destroy us. So, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you have no big waves. No, no, there's uh, not. Maybe some undertow and jellyfish, but we're there fine. There you go. So. No, we're good. And uh, yeah, we are enjoying the pandemic in the midst of 110 heat. And yeah. so we survive. I mean, if the pandemic can last in 110 heat, then it's a legit, a legit yep. virus. Well, which leads us to what we're going to talk about today is how to survive hard seasons. And we're all in one. Uh, we're all in the midst of a, a difficult season right now. Uh, some of us uh, are leading churches or leading businesses. Uh, some of us, we've heard from different friends who are starting businesses or changing careers. And, and so we wanted to just spend some time having a conversation around uh, what does it look like to survive a hard season? And so Casey, to start us off, what, what's kind of a go-to for a lot of leaders when they hit a hard season? Well, I think for most of us, as we age in leadership and mature, I would say even more than aging, mature in leadership, you know, before early on, uh, I think a lot of us could could experience tough seasons as perhaps an invitation to transition out. And while that might be the case, uh, as I get older and enter into my 40s and, you know, have 20 years or so under my belt of leadership, I, I begin to understand that typically in the midst of a hard season, isn't always the best time to transition out of something, right? And so it may be an invitation through that, or that may be what the Lord uses to get your attention. But some leaders, you know, do um, uh, some, some people's really, really, when they hit a hard season, they double down and grind through it. Some people withdraw, some people, um, you know, really, really view it for what it is, is just, a, it's a season. It, it's a, it's a season. And so, you know, I, I wanted to chat through that because I know how disorienting this season has been for, you know, friends of mine in various ministry contexts and in work contexts, their businesses, you know, I have friends that are in the grocery industry and they're making, you know, they're raking in the cash right now, uh, you know, and then I have friends in other businesses where their businesses have just fallen off the side. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so all of those things are, are you know, changing, and and people are needing to think through. Okay, is this a season that that needs just to be pushed through, or is this an invitation to adapt, or is this um, is is this an invitation to to move out? Well, and how do you how do you know the difference? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think as we get older, we can start being honest, saying that. Uh, we're doing the best we can with what we have. Um, but, but I, I think 
I think knowing your story, knowing the story of the organization you're in, knowing the history uh, is important, right? Um, this isn't, for most of us, isn't the first hard thing we've been through. And so while there's more unknowns with something like this, uh, we, we, you know, I usually tell people when there's a lot of factors that are out of your control, start paying attention to the factors that are within your control. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you're sleeping, you're eating, your consumption of things that are meant to be a blessing, but become a curse if, if they're excessive alcohol or whatever it is, um, food, et cetera. Um, you know, start, start, start paying attention to your rhythms. I think if people are exhausted because they're having to learn something new or, or just really grind it out, being exhausted, isn't a great place to be able to, to make that decision. Right. Um, but there's also, you know, times where it may be that, you know, a few of the ways to know that you need to pivot or change or get out of something is one is if the opportunity you had um, doesn't seem to be coming back anytime soon. And then I think it's a very important for you to start looking for uh, parallel opportunities. I was, I was talking with a friend a couple of days ago who had been with the same organization for a long time and highly qualified in what he was doing. But the opportunity for what he was doing, because it had to do with uh, commercial real estate, hotels, you know, entertainment, things like that, that's changed significantly. Yeah. And so, you know, he's having to, you know, basically what it's time to do is within the organization, can you repurpose what the general offerings were or how do you begin to repurpose your training to offer a service that is helpful during, uh, during seasons of change? So I know that's as clear as mud on what you need to do to, uh, you know, how do you know the difference? But I, I think you got to pay attention to yourself. You got to pay attention to the history of the organization you're in. Think through your current context and then start mapping out what, what are some potential courses for moving forward, well, courses of action. Too, I think it's important too that for people to not rush into switching careers or trying to find a new job. I mean, if you lose your job, that's one thing, but right. you know, to not, if things were going well before this, this isn't necessarily a reason to pivot away from it. Right. And I remember having an older mentor tell me one time, especially in, in ministry roles that he, he calls it the push pull where you are pushed from something and pulled towards something. And he yeah. said to, to really change ministry roles. And it's probably true, you know, outside of church context, but those two need to align. Yep. And so many times I think we feel, we feel a push from something, uh, but the pull isn't there yet. Right. You know, or, you know, I'll talk to people and, and they feel a pull towards something, but there, but there's not the push yet. And so I, I think, especially right now in a hard season, you really need to step back to, to ask those questions, to ask, is there a push? Is there a pull? Um, you know, is this just a season? And the reality is, is we're all having not only really hard days, but hard weeks and hard months. Um, there's a lot of exhaustion. Um, there's a lot of things that are throwing us off kilter. You know, I mean, control is way out the window right now right. Um, in, in the midst of the storm. And so I, I think to really just try to settle in to where we are um, is an important thing. Yeah. I, I mean, so like, as you think about just, so what are some of the, some of the rhythms that you have right now that are helping you to navigate this season that are helpful? Yeah. Um, one it's, it's to, I mean, I, I mean, 
naturally it's we're being forced a bit to slow down and so slowing down i think is key uh i'm trying to uh sleep on things more than i normally do yeah where um it's easy in leadership to react to scenarios or situations um you know and and i'm more self-aware that hey um with all this unknown i can i can be more more sharp and focused probably uh, it probably doesn't come off the most kind and so i i take a beat so slowing down is is the first thing the second thing is um you know i get i get minimum viable plans in place where you know look financially at different organizations that i'm in leadership in and think through what is the minimum we need to get there what are our options i i I think part of leadership that we don't like is at least for those of us who have a tendency to more towards optimism is that we don't want to slow down and face the potential downfalls. Um, and I think from there, you know, we have to, you know, plan on uh, what we can do to, 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 to prepare, right. Cause there's certain things that if we plan, we can still be in control of and not have to, um, you know, get behind on. And while it's, I mean, it's kind of like the whole thing where, you know, I did years ago to Dave Ramsey's, uh, you know, baby steps, whatever. And part of me talked about getting a budget and then he talked about getting life insurance, term life insurance. Um, and, uh, you know, and on the term life point, uh, you know, he's like, no one wants to talk about getting a will or getting term life insurance, but it's, you know, he would say, he would say it's Murphy's law. And, and that's true because, you know, when you're 20 something years old, you don't want to think about dying, but then you start having kids and you're like, well, might need to, uh, to prepare just in case. Yeah. And, and I would even say contingency plans are a helpful exercise for any organization, right? Yeah. Because a lot of times when the panic sets in or something happening, if you don't have a plan already in place, then you will likely make some poor decisions. No, I totally agree with that. You know, and I think for me, I, I've really just tried to, just take things one day at a time, which is not necessarily my personality, <laughs> um, you know, to really just try to slow down right now and just enjoy the rhythms and the opportunities that are here, yeah. you know, as, as we have more time at home, as we have more time with our kids or, um, you know, as Katie and I have more time, like it, just trying to enjoy that season. Absolutely. Say, well, this is the season we have. Um, our vacation got canceled uh, because California decided to close down. Yeah. And so we had to pivot and we had to do some, you know, we had to try to come up with a new plan. And that's not in my kind of wheelhouse of like pivoting like that. Um, I, I like plans and I like them to stick. So, uh, but to just go, okay, well, this is what's happening. And to, and to just enjoy what's in front of us. And I think one of the lessons that I'm learning right now um, is to just enjoy the present of what's there um, and, and to not, to not move past it too quickly um, to not just sit there and think, man, I really wish it was something different, but to just go, well, this is the present that I have. This is, this is the gift in this moment. And just how do I, how am I all there? Right. You know, I, I think Bob Goff talks about like, be wherever your feet are planted. Yeah. Right. And so uh, like, I think that's for me, at least as a leader right now is just the invitation that I'm trying to walk into and engage of just being all there wherever I am. Absolutely. And, and I think with that in mind, um, you know, <clears throat> uh, you know, being fully there, but also 
inviting people into that process with you as well, mm. your spouse and your friends. I mean, I, I have some of my close friends have different personalities than I do. And so I have one close friend. I say, Hey, you know, I don't mean to hurt your feeling because I joke and says he has one feeling, right? Um, <laughs> not very emotional person, very logical, pragmatic, you know, he cares, but it, it, he's not really swayed by emotion or so he can think when, when situations increase in intensity, he really gets focused where I have a tendency to want to take a nap or, you know, you know, have a hard time kind of sorting my thoughts. And so he's really, really helpful to verbally process with, um, Stephanie, my wife is a very balanced, loyal, patient person. And so I can, you know, we've really grown in being able to, you know, her enter into that without allowing it to affect her the same way it's affecting me, uh, to move forward. And so I, I think relationships are key in, in times like this as well, because, you know, people, I mean, in, in times where I've had a transition out of certain points of leadership, you know, I didn't, I didn't go on just what I was feeling in that moment. I, I saw counsel of three older men, um, you know, wise, wise people. I sought my wife's counsel, uh, people who know me well. And, and so I didn't just rely on my own instinct or feeling. I sought quite a bit of counsel and I think that's key, right? And that's the key of biblical community, even in leadership is to seek counsel along the way. Um, yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, because the counsel is so key because the counsel is cares about us, but is unemotionally connected to what we're frustrated about. Right. And that's what, I mean, we've talked numerous times on here about the importance of counsel and mentors and coaches, um, you know, who care about you and want to see you succeed, but they are also, they're detached, um, which is incredibly, incredibly helpful. And I think, you know, detachment in leadership is really overlooked. Yeah. Um, it's not talked about enough. It, the ability in a situation to detach and ask hard questions, you know, ask questions about like, you know, if, uh, like, here's a good one. Like in the midst of this pandemic, if you stopped leading your organization and somebody else came in to take it over, what would they do? Right. <laughs> you know, because so many times if we're able to detach and ask that question, I feel like we're able to start to see a way forward instead of uh, just seeing the wall that's in front of us. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, that's, that's absolutely key, man. Well, so as you think about moving forward, I mean, we're in the middle of the summer. The summer is a great time, at least for me. I, the summer is typically when I, you know, kind of do some soul searching about my leadership, about how to improve what's next for my team, uh, church. How do we how do we move forward? You know, it's so hard to make a plan because the pandemic is totally throwing every plan out the window. Um, how do you, how do you prepare for what's next? How do you prepare for coming off a of vacation and moving into the fall? Uh, like what things are you starting to work on for that? Yeah, I'm thinking through, you know, more digital presence, you know, I mean, I'm launching a new marketing consulting firm right now called Planify Agency. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm building a, a strong digital presence and then the team I'm starting to attract, I'm investing quite a bit in them, walking them through the processes and developing out processes that are digitally based, right? And as we've talked about before, we were fortunate with my company, Lucid Books, because we had moved to complete remote work about a year and a half ago. And so actually two years ago, we began the process. And, and so when, when all this happened, we didn't really skip a beat in operations other than some of our team members had children staying at home because school had closed down. So 
um, you know, I, I would just begin investing in what you know you have. I, we cannot underestimate the fact that one of our greatest assets anyways are our people. Um, we, if you're a pastor, it's, it's not only your staff, but it's also your lay leaders and just your people in general. How can you continually be mindful and think about how to invest in people in front of you? That's one of the greatest stewardship opportunities and leadership opportunities that we have, right? If, there, if we don't have any people, we're not leading anybody. Um, so those are things you still can do to provide environments to equip and pour into our people. Another thing is, um, is like I said, making if then scenarios. Okay. If, if this is able to open up, then we're going to do blank, right? Whether it's in business or in church stuff, there's still a lot of ways to spend your time thinking through that way. And, and, and now is a season where we're being invited to innovate, um, and to leverage what we have in front of us to create content that is helpful, um, and I think a lot of what's going to come out of this season can possibly be very positive, um, you know, very positive outcomes for decades to come. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the most important things that a leader can do always, but especially right now, is be clear. Right. So to say for your team, to your company, your church, this is what's most important right now. Yep. It doesn't mean that the other things aren't most important, right? I mean, we, we spent this past week as a church just talking through what are the most important things between now and next Easter? What are the things that we're doing as we're fully online right now? What are the most important things between now and next Easter? It doesn't mean that it's forever, but just saying like this next season, you know, this is a season of ministry yep. you know, between now and Easter or between now and Christmas. Um, you know, whatever it is, but to be really clear, to drill down um, and, and to say, you know, if we have time for the other things that aren't on this list, we'll do that. But these are the most important things that we're going to do in this season. And I think the more clarity that you can bring as a leader, the better. That's right. Well, any closing thoughts, Josh, before we wrap up this episode? I, I know we've said it before in this season, but if you're leading, uh, this is why you're a leader. Uh, you are supposed to lead through the fog when it's difficult. That's yep. what leadership yep. is about. Um, if leadership was easy, everybody would be doing it. And right. to know that this is just a season um, yep. and, and you'll get through it, it'll end and there'll be a new season. There'll be a new normal um, and you'll lead into that. And so just keep going one foot in front of the other and you'll walk into the next season ready. Awesome. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next week with another episode of Leadership Conversations. Thank you for listening to another episode of Leadership Conversations with Josh Reich and Casey Cease. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, head on over to iTunes or Google Play to subscribe to our podcast. Also, head on over to our website at www.leaderconvos.com.